Slick Talk fans, welcome back into the program. This is your host, Blackstone Joe. On today's episode, we're going to talk about inactivity. It mainly applies to aircraft, and we ask folks if an engine has been inactive in case we find signs of corrosion. Folks can struggle with this question, though, and I think I know why. Here's a personal pet peeve to help bring this topic into focus. Not long ago, I was sitting on the porch. With a good friend of mine, we were cracking a couple of cold ones, and to the passerbys, it may look as if I hadn't been doing anything else the whole day. Admittedly, I love porch sitting. I call it neighborhood watch whenever I'm just sitting on my porch, reading a book, enjoying a beer or cigar, what have you. So I'm sitting down, and you might think that that was all I was doing. In fact, one person made that direct assertion walking up to us and saying so what are you doing just just hanging out and I was immediately a little hot under the collar because no that was not all I had been doing all day early in the morning I ran a half marathon I went to the store I bought two racks of ribs I proceeded to smoke those ribs for hours I cleaned the house. I took a shower. I did this. I did that. And you know what? I deserve to sit down and enjoy. I don't remember what I was enjoying, but it was nice until that moment occurred. So how do we bring this back to aircraft and inactivity? Well, I think that a lot of aircraft owners will have flown, you know, fairly recently before sending in the sample They see that question on the back of the slip that asks about inactivity, and they think, what? No, I just flew. Literally, the other day, I was flying. But here's the thing. Inactivity goes beyond just what you were doing on that day. So, if an aircraft owner were to have flown the day before sitting in a sample, but not at all for, let's say, weeks, or or maybe they had packed in weeks of the engine sitting before flying and then sending the sample in, well, then inactivity is still a factor. Just like it would be for, say, someone who never works out, and then they go for one run, one workout, and then they go to the doctor's office, and the doctor says, so, have you been active? And then you say, yes, I've been very active, even though, in all reality, you only did that one workout, and then you haven't been doing much since. Well, you would qualify as inactive on a human level, just like an aircraft that had only flown once in the past, you know, few weeks, few months, would also qualify as inactive. But let's give a little bit stricter of a definition here. So when we're talking about inactivity with aircraft, it comes down to, are you averaging about five hours a month? That number tends to be key in warding off corrosion. So don't think of it as Did I fly just the other day? Did I fly last week? Have I, okay, I've been flying a couple times a month. Think about hours and think about what you're averaging. Either five hours a month or 60 hours in a year tends to be that sweet spot to ward off corrosion. Now, of course, it's not always a factor, even if 
you're not flying all that often. If you're living in a state like Texas or California, you know, climate can play a big role. If it's a nice dry climate and your plane does a fair amount of sitting, corrosion isn't always going to be in play. We might not see any signs of it. But if you're in a much more humid climate, think like Louisiana, then you can bet that sitting is going to be a factor. It's also going to be a factor, you know, like right here in Indiana, where, you know, seasons tend to turn on a dime. And on our end, we'll see this corrosion. We'll see it show up often as high aluminum and iron. So in this case, aluminum would be from oxides washing off the case, and you would get iron from typically like rust forming in the cylinders. As with a human that is out of shape, the best way to get an engine back up to speed and get rid of corrosion is to add more activity into the mix. You can manage it other ways too. If you're not able to fly much, changing the oil based on calendar time is the next best thing. So if you go through spurts of, you know, sometimes planes will do a lot of sitting if they're up for sale or if they are scheduled for some sort of maintenance, maybe they're getting a paint job, maybe they have some upcoming repairs going on, they can do some sitting. These things happen. And if you're not able to fly, changing the oil based on calendar time, think once every four months, for example, when use is light. That does a good job of keeping corrosion from forming. Now, like I mentioned a little bit ago, you can ward it off by flying more, by changing the oil more often, but it still doesn't really mean that you want to open the door for corrosion whenever you can. It's not like you want to welcome it into the mix just because there are ways to mitigate it. So what I mean is, just like you don't want to be a couch potato that turns into like extremely unhealthy, you know, getting back into shape would be impossible. You know, sure, there are ways to get you back in shape, but sometimes you you start making it too big of a hill to climb too much. You're asking too much of your body. And sometimes, you know, similarly with engines dealing with corrosion, it can get to the point where all of a sudden you have excess pitting and scoring in the cylinders that came as a result of corrosion getting too much of a foothold, getting too comfortable in that engine. So yes, there are ways to put a band-aid on it to get rid of it, but you never want to let it go too long. You never want to let the situation go unattended because then you can wind up with more than simply corrosion. And another point I want to make sure I touch on here we can understand there being some confusion about inactivity and what that means because it might not mean the same to you that it does to us or or your A&P or so on. We can understand there being a difference in definitions and especially say if you're a new owner and you've recently purchased an aircraft and maybe the previous owner didn't have you know great bookkeeping, you don't have access to logs, that's okay. What we want to know then is just give us your best idea. And you can talk about this in the notes on the back of your oil slip under remarks. That's where you can say, hey, you know, it might have done some sitting. I'm not entirely sure. Or you can say, you know, I'm not sure what what you think is inactive, but I've flown, you know, 20 hours in the past six months, say. So, if there is any ambiguity, any doubt on your end about inactivity, or maybe you come at it from a different vantage and you want to just 
give us the use and let us decide, that's fine too. So we can understand there being some confusion, as with many other instances in the realm of used oil analysis. Honesty, being forthright, just letting us know what's happening on your end. Use the remarks section to your advantage and just give us a layout of what's going on on your end, what sitting you know of. I guess I would say the worst way to go about it would be to just check no on has the engine been inactive. Even if there are questions in your mind, if you're not entirely sure, treat it like going to the doctor. The doctor is going to have more to go on if you actually say yes or you say, I'm not entirely sure, and then you let them decide if a particular symptom could be tied to this, could be tied to that, could be tied to the other. Not everyone trusts their doctor, I get it. But information is your friend here and just introducing any possible uh, pieces of evidence like logs, like you know what you know the engine has been doing. But at the end of the day, if you aren't sure about activity, try estimating use on the slip, give us your best guess, let us know, hey, previous owner had this up for sale for who knows how long. Now, this is a topic that is mainly applicable to aircraft. I want to make sure I emphasize that. I mentioned it at the top of the show, and I want to close out on that. A lot of automotive um, owners are going to want to use inactivity. They want it to apply to their engines, or, or they're worried about it being a factor. Aircraft are unique because unlike your modern gas diesel engines, they have open breathers and that can allow the moisture to collect and then corrosion to take hold from there. So this is mainly a topic for aircraft owners. I don't want anyone to, you know, have their, their 2018 Chevy Silverado that happens to not get used all that often to think that you have to worry about corrosion. This is definitely an aircraft centric pod. Um, you know, you do have corrosion sometimes be a factor for marine engines as well. Um, but yeah, if you're someone who's just a gas diesel engine owner, uh, don't worry about corrosion. If you own anything modern, this isn't something that you need to have on your watch list. This is certainly something though, that if you are an aircraft owner to keep use on your radar, keep good track of it. And that way we can assist you in letting you know for only seeing some signs of corrosion, if it looks more like poor wear, having all the information on our side helps us make the most informed evaluation and summary for you. And that way the comment gets straight to the point every time. And before I let you go, I want to give you a preview of what we have on tap. We have a collab with friend of the program, Ultra 4 Jones. Check him out on Instagram to learn more about Ultra 4 and all the fun stuff happening in his garage. This show is going to be released on July 19th. So stay tuned for that. And as a bonus on July 20th, we have a collab with the good folks from Grand Touring Motorsports, their Break Fix podcast. This comes out on July 20th. I think that a lot of our listeners here would really enjoy their content. They're a nationwide group assisting folks who participate in everything from autocross, high performance, driving education. They do a lot and they know a lot and we had a great time chopping it up. They had a lot of questions for me about used oil analysis. We were able to just really delve into it um, from a unique vantage point, I think. 
And it's a show that hopefully is kind of like a gateway for you to learn more about them. Give them a follow. We look forward to collabing again in the future. It was a really good time. So stay tuned for our collabs. Thank you so much to Ultra 4 Jones for being willing to come on to our show. I was able to join Grand Touring Motorsports on their Break Fix podcast. And these are the collabs we love doing. So if you have any collabs that you think would be a good idea for us, or if you have a channel and you want us to join forces, I'm all ears to opportunities. I can't say yes to everything for various reasons, but I'm always open to having the conversation. So if you would be looking forward to a collaboration with us, just reach out on social media. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things if you haven't already. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. This is Blackstone Joe signing off. 